In this episode, I only take photos in my phone. What photography stuff am I missing out on? And also some more thoughts on the last episode. Do I really need a camera in 2022 or will my phone do instead? Well, that went better than the previous takes. Hi and welcome to episode 142, no less, of the Splendid Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host, Rick, and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English without the relevant details in less than 27-ish minutes. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. No Google in this one. This is all my own thoughts. Okay, first, here is the answery bit. If you only take photos with a phone, you're missing out on many photographic things, such as a thing ergonomically designed to take photos. Yes, a camera. Camera lenses? The taking photos with a camera experience. A much larger camera sensor? Gear to help you take better photos. And a whole other world of photography stuff. Okay, and some complicated photography stuff too. Let's not forget that. Now, I know that phones are great and you can take amazing photos with them, but let me tell you what you might be missing out on if you only use your phone to take photos. That was my answer. Here is the talky bit. See, see, when I say I might be missing out on, I say that for a reason. As I explained in a previous episode, more and more people get into photography with the phones, and many of those people never progress from taking photos with a phone. Now that's fine, of course it is. I just want to tell you what you might be missing out on if this is you. So the first thing, a thing ergonomically designed to take photos. Yes, a camera. (laughs) I mean, I love taking photos with my camera and I hate taking photos with my phone. I think I might have mentioned this before, but it's true. See, a camera is a piece of kit that has been pretty much designed to do one thing and one thing only, take photos. And there's something about taking photos with with a camera which is special. Now, my Canon 6D, it sits in my hand so nicely and naturally, and it's a, it's a pleasure to use. Everything's where it needs to be. It's all nice and instinctive, and like I say, it's just a pleasurable experience. But don't get me started on my phone. You know, that slippery eel thing that I have. Yep, mentioned this before, I know, but I'm sure I'll mention it again. Taking photos with a phone, it, it's just not the same as taking photos with a camera. Okay, next thing is camera lenses. Well, camera lenses are game changers. They give you so much that you just don't get with a phone. I mean, when you take your photos with a phone, the default lens, it's a wide-angle lens, which means everything's further away. And I'm not really sure why. I guess I guess it's because of the use of the phone, what, what they were intended to be used for when they first came out. See, my, my iPhone XS has an equivalent focal length of 26mm, though equivalent when compared to a full-frame camera like my Canon 6D, that is. But what does this actually mean? Well, a standard lens has a 50mm focal length, and this roughly equates to the field of view that we humans see the world with. And that's why it's called the standard lens. Well, I think it is anyway. So, 26mm, that's wide-angle, and it's, it's pretty wide, I have to say, so you get a wider field of view. Everything's further away and everything's smaller. And yes, this does make a difference. And I know on my iPhone XS there is a 2 times lens and that gives 52mm, which is, is back to standard. But when I'm taking photos on my phone, it feels like the, the 2 times lens. It feels like a telephoto lens on the phone, which is pretty weird when I think about it because it's not. And I can't get my nut around that one. <laughs> what focal length do I use? Well, 17mm for my photos of buildings, and that's very wide. 
And this is <laughs> this is the badly worded sentence in the script, which I will explain. I can't take the photos that I take with my phone. I need a very wide-angle lens on a full-frame camera. Yep, I've checked this script a million times. What I'm trying to say is that I can't get the photos that I get with my f- camera with my phone because I've got 26mm and I need 17mm. And yes, you can get a little add-on lens, but you start to lose quality. Let's not forget, a phone camera lens, it's shoe on into that small rounded shiny thing. And I have to say this, yes of course I do, the photos that you can get with a phone, they are pretty remarkable. But, but the quality of a camera lens is better. Well, the larger and are specifically designed to do one thing. So you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll say that again, just so we're clear. The quality of image you can get with a camera lens is better than a photo that you can get with a camera phone lens. And that's just an optical fact. Okay, much larger sensor. See, the sensor on a phone, it's tiny. Well, a phone's pretty small anyway, isn't it? And there's so much else packed into it. It would be, wouldn't it? And the larger the camera sensor, the higher the quality of photos that you can take. Now, I know this is a massive generalisation and that there is clever software that helps with this, but a larger sensor allows you to capture more data that you can do stuff with. Medium format cameras have bigger sensors than full-frame cameras. There's still a demand for these, still a need for these cameras that capture massive amounts of data and give massive amounts of detail and tones in images. I'm talking here about um, it's amounts of detail that you can nearly get lost in. It's, it's quite amazing what you can get. I'll I'll come on to this again at the end. Gear to help you take better photos. Well, there's a whole world of gear that us photographers use. Now, me, I I don't use a lot of gear. I only buy gear if it'll help to take better photos or help me to take photos I cannot get without that bit of gear. And I have some very specific gear for my photography work, which my phone never sees. I've never used the gear I use on my phone. I mean, I can't imagine taking a photo on my phone with a 10-stop ND filter, for example. Yep, I mean, there is some gear that can be used with phones, such as my tripod, magic arm, grey card, that kind of thing. But I never do. Okay, I put my camera on a mini tripod when I'm shooting videos of myself, but that's it. I mean, that's the physical side of things. And then there's the, well, I guess the softer side of things. Photo-taking techniques. Now, this is where cameras for me are a world above and beyond phones. When I'm photographing a building being built, I use very specific camera settings and techniques. I focus on a specific point, exposed for the dark parts of the structure as well as all the lights and darks in the background. So I'm normally taking photos of dark things against a bright sky. Okay, sometimes the sky's not that bright. I am in England after all. But this is a specific challenge that I take. It's what happens when you're photographing buildings. It's what you have to do. I also get the depth of field that I need with the subject where I want it within the composition and the prime part of the photo absolutely tack sharp. See, the composition, it's, it's, it's a technical challenge for me as well. And it can take me a matter of minutes to get the composition correct, and I use the LCD screen and the camera viewfinder. See, this is all, it's all precise stuff, and it just doesn't work the same with my phone. I don't have the same control over the specifics. All I've got is my phone screen, which, let's be honest with you, you can barely see them in bright sunlight. Well, not like a camera viewfinder. Now, I must add one thing there. The screen on my iPhone is a million times better than it is on my Canon 6D. Of course it is. But on my Canon 6D, I've got a viewfinder with all that light blocked out. And that's a difference. And it makes a massive difference to me. 
And then there's that other thing, that whole world of photography stuff. Well, what do what do you mean by that, Rick? Well, just using a phone, it doesn't exclude you from the world of photography, but I suggest that you're less likely to get into broader non-phone photography stuff if you just use a phone, as everything's there for you in an immediate, hassle-free way. And, I mean, why would you? See, if you could take your phone out of the box and go out and take photos, then the chances are that this is all you'll do. And... That's not a criticism, it's just the way things are. But, if you buy a camera, invest time and effort in photography, you'll have already entered the wonderful world of photography. Well, you'll have had to if you've only chosen the camera to buy. I mean, that's the good and the bad thing about photography. But it depends what you want to do, how far you want to go in photography, how much time and effort you want to invest, how good you want to be. And I just want you to know what's out there, what you might be missing out on. Okay, another another factor, difficult conditions. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Not every photo's taken on a nice sunny day with the light in the right place. I mean, as for me, I take photos in really challenging situations and with very challenging subjects. And I can't get the photos that I need to with my phone. So everything I mentioned so far contributes to helping us photographers take great photos in challenging conditions, challenging locations, challenging situations. Yet there are times when you'll find that these conditions are well beyond the capabilities of your phone. And... I have had that many times. It's true. I've been in situations where my phone wasn't capable of getting the photos that I could take with my camera. And then there's that that good old complicated photography stuff. Well, is it really that good? What am I talking about here? Well, there's a heap of, if you like, old school photography stuff. And I use this day in, day out to take photos. What, What am I talking about? Aperture, shutter, ISO, exposure... Back button focus, focus point, depth of field, exposure compensation, auto bracketing, camera self timer, wide angle lens, <gasps> and breathe. See, these things, they all combine to take the photos that I take, and without them, my photos wouldn't be the same. See, all this, this complicated photography stuff has evolved over the years and has been passed down over the years. And I'm sharing this stuff with you now in this digital phone dominated era. All these things combine to help us take the best, most creative, technically correct photos that we can. That's the best photos that we can. Yep, all this complicated photography stuff, it's there for a reason. And it's there to help us. See, I'll say this again. If you're not interested, fine, that's up to you. I mean, phones do take away a lot of the old complicated stuff. And they they do a lot of stuff for us, which it has to be a good thing, doesn't it, eh? Which has to be a good thing as I've written. I can't believe how many errors there are in this script that I've spent so much time going through. So what if you don't want complicated stuff? I mean, yep, who wants complicated stuff? I know I don't. But whilst this stuff sounds complicated, it's actually not that bad. And once learnt properly, it does set you up for life taking better photos than most other people do. It does serve a purpose. There is a reason for all this stuff. 
And a lot, a lot of this complicated stuff, I set it in camera, and that leads me to concentrate on what's in the composition. Complicated stuff doesn't have to make for complicated photography, quite the reverse. I've applied what I learned to simplify my photography whilst taking technically excellent photos in complex situations. And you can do that too. But it does take time, of course it does. It takes time and effort and application and practice. So I put in the time, and now I have the simplest, most refined, efficient workflows for taking and processing photos. If I could only take photos using my phone, would I? That's me, not you. Um, well, would I switch to a phone? If it were technically possible, would I ditch all my gear? Well, I said yes to this before, but recently I've started backtracking on that. You see, having a camera, lenses, all that good stuff, it's just different from taking photos with a phone. And from a sheer taking photos point of view, I would stick with my camera. I would not just go over to my phone. Right, that's that one sorted. Once and for all, I've nailed my colours firmly to the mast. Let's not forget, I, <laughs> I don't really like taking photos with my phone. And I love taking photos with my camera. So, yeah, at some point in the future, if I don't need all that gear and I just got a phone, well, I think we're all going to do it, aren't we? But not yet, not with phones in the ergonomic form that they are right well there's a few other things i'd like to just cover here having your photos organized and backed up now i don't know about you but the photos on my phone are in a single album called recents over fifteen thousand of them and i've never sorted them if i need a photo i just scroll through them if i need a photo from the beginning of the camera roll i've got a lot of scrolling to do and if it's in the middle somewhere it's going to take me a while to find it now, I've never got round to organising the photos on my phone in any way, and I don't really know why, I just haven't. So now there's many, many photos on my phone, and I don't do anything with them. On my PC, my photos are filed in folders in a file structure that means I can find any photo pretty much instantly. And they're all properly backed up, so if my PC fell over, I'd be just fine. I know my photos are on the cloud, but that has, that has issues. Um, yeah, I've had problems... <laughs> I've had problems with phone photos and where they are and where they're not and where I thought they were, but with my photos on my computer and on my hard drives and everything, I know where everything is, anytime. Okay, editing on a PC. Editing photos on a phone, or indeed an iPad, it's not the same as editing photos using a computer and a monitor. Yeah, there's an obvious difference. Using a PC, there is the remotest of chances that you're sat correctly, rather than sat on the sofa stooped over a small device. I fear for the generation who do not know life beyond phones, who think it's normal to do stuff like phone editing stooped over a tiny device. We've all seen people do it. We all do it ourselves, don't we? When you go to work in an office, which we used to do back in the day, you have a desk, you have a workstation assessment. I've actually done a podcast episode about this, about would you believe where I've covered workstation assessments. The world's changed though, hasn't it? iPads, iPhones people sat there staring at these small devices when will it ever end i don't know just as the headphone lead falls off just to add to my misery of today you can see so much more on a proper monitor i've got a 32 inch monitor which is formidable for editing photos i really couldn't be without it it is quite literally amazing what you can see and you and you can't see it on an ipad and you certainly can't see it on a phone See, for me, editing photos on my iPad, it always feels like it's a, it's a half-hearted effort. It's not real editing to me. I can't create the photos that I need to with my phone or my iPad. 
But I do use my iPad to leisurely scroll through the photos and select ones to edit. But that's it. And just so you know, I, I do that using Lightroom Mobile, which is brilliant. So um, I import photos into a Lightroom catalogue, sync it with Lightroom Mobile using a collection. And as if by magic, the photos appear on my phone and my iPad. I don't really look at them on my phone because the screen's too small. But on my iPad, I can pick photos and rate them and do all that good stuff, but not edit them. If phones were as good as cameras, what would be the point of cameras? I just spotted another typo there. <laughs> well, think about it. If phones were as good as cameras, then cameras would be no more, would they? If there was no demand for cameras, no one would need them. Why would we have cameras? And apply that thinking to other stuff in photography, like massive camera lenses. I've never owned a 500mm lens. I mean, I don't need one. But, you know, those big, long, light grey, massive zoom lenses. But there are many photographers who do need them. Now, these lenses, they can cost five to ten thousand pounds slash dollars slash euros. I know it's a broad range, but you get the point. They cost a lot of money. You can buy very expensive lenses, and people do because they need them. So the people who buy these lenses, they need them, and they will not replace that gear with a phone. Ever, I hasten to add. See, there are still things beyond phones, and sticking with just a phone, it does restrict you. It just does. Okay, so you don't care. Well, fine, not a problem. If you don't care about any of this stuff and just want to take photos with your phone, absolutely fine. And I genuinely do not have a problem with this. Because if this means that you're going out and taking photos and enjoying photography, that is good enough for me. But at least now you'll know some of the things that you're missing out on having listened to this splendid error-strewn episode. (laughs) Right, that was a talky bit over. What if I only use a phone? Well, I think I've covered this one, haven't I? So let's move on. No, 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 no. Sorry, there's one thing. If you are used to using a phone, if you're going to go to using a camera, you'd lose that immediacy. Now, this might be a shock to you, having the inconvenience of having to import the photos onto a computer before you can even view them. Well, you can view them on the screen on the back of your camera, but you can't do a great deal with them. But don't worry, it's fine. Not every photo has to be instantly shareable. I still do this and it's still fine. But we have to accept moving from a phone to a camera is different. You have to work in a different way. It's just different. And you will, of course, need to give more time. But that time that you give, it gives so much back to you in terms of better photos. Right, I'm done with that little lot. So some thoughts from the last episode. Do I really need a camera in 2022 or will my phone do instead? Yes, I do. I said so in 2020 and I'm saying the same right here in 2022 or whenever you listen to this episode of my small but perfectly formed podcast. So I need a camera. What about you? Well, it depends, of course, but mainly on what your intentions are with your photography. If you're happy taking photos with your phone, then no, you don't need a camera. But if you want to explore the world of photography, then you might well need a camera. Okay. And if you want to fully embrace photography, go all in, then yes, you do need a camera. And if you want to make a living from photography, you'll need a camera. And if you don't want a camera, that's fine too. Yes, there are people who will say you can make a living from photography using a phone. Yeah, it's true. There are people who do that, but there aren't that many of them. Okay. There's more me. There's, <laughs> there's more people making a living from photography using cameras than there are from people making a living from photography using phones. And that is a fact. 
Right, what do I do? I take photos with my camera, so I'm not missing out on anything. I take photos with my phone as well, and I see the difference on a daily basis. And I do, I genuinely do not believe you can fully embrace photography without having a camera. There you go, I've said it, I'm committing to this. Yep, I know some people disagree, and that's fine. But my view is based on over 40 years of practicing photography, and probably, I don't know, 15 years of phone photography at the same time. So I can see both sides of this, okay? I'm not, I'm not just a stick in the mud, oh yeah, you, to be a real photographer you've got to use a camera. Not saying that. I'm saying to fully appreciate photography, you need a camera. And this is from a stance of wanting everyone to get the most that they can out of photography for them, whatever that may be. That's all I'm interested in. If you only want to use a phone, fine. Absolutely fine. I am not anti-phone photography. I'm not saying you have to have a camera. I just want you to be able to decide one way or, or the other fully informed. No, I am pro-photography using whatever anyone wants to do. I'm also pro-giving people information that will help them get what they want out of photography. If you want to take photos using your phone and nothing else, then I'm happy because you're going out taking photos. That is the number one priority. The number one priority is that we all go out and take photos and enjoy it and learn it and hopefully take it to another level because there's so much to learn. I've been doing this for over 40 years. I'm still learning. (laughs) I'm still making many mistakes as well. Next episode, (laughs) talking of mistakes, AI in photography. What was I thinking? AI in photography. I've said I'm going to do this and I'm not going to back down now just because I have some work to do on this one. So no. In Photography Explained podcast episode 143, how is artificial intelligence used in photography? And will AI ever replace me? I hope not. I know very little about this and and I wanted to do this, but I'm now regretting it. But no, I could say I'm going to stick with it, going to give it a go. And I'm going to have to do some work and find out about artificial intelligence. Could do some intelligence, couldn't I? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, my survey. It's still out there. I've just left it there. My Photography Explained podcaster. My Photography Explained podcast survey is still on the podcast website. It's just a few questions that should take less than a minute to answer. So please just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash survey. And if you do, thanks for your help. Have you got a photography question you want me to answer in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish, but still without the relevant details? You do? Great. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Well, this episode was brought to you by, um, well, a good old cheese and pickle sandwich and home crisps washed down with a Diet Pepsi, all consumed before sitting down in my homemade acoustically cushioned recording emporium. And if you want to know what I mean by home crisps, I mean crisps that you don't take out when you're out on a day out somewhere where you've got to wear a face covering after eating them. You know what I mean? Like cheese and onion or <laughs> prawn cocktail. You, you, I had to eat those at home, having made many mistakes. So that's what I mean by home, Chris. They're actually cheese and onion. And you didn't need to know that, did you? No. Right, I'm going to stop there. That's what happens when I adlib rather than going for my carefully worded script. So I'm going to stop and do the ending. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here and for giving me between 20 and 30-ish minutes of your valuable time. There you go, i stopped saying 10-ish minutes. Take care, stay safe, cheers from me, Rick.
my brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.